Hi everyone, welcome back for another blessable episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. I'm your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 190. This week's message is Final Exhortations. Let there be rejoicing in the Lord always. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining in for another blessful, encouraging message from that of the words of God. I thank you that everyone uh, is giving up your time today to be receiveth of this message for this week. Uh, and I pray that as it comes forth, that it will truly be a blessing unto you and will help you, you know, where you're at right now in this moment uh, in your life's journey. Uh, this week is a blessful week. It's a blessful week. I, you know, just like any other day that has come and gone by and any other week that's come forth and come to a full circle, there's been things that have transpired that can be considered to be good, bad, or kind of in so-so in between. Um, to be truly honest with you, I'm always experiencing a little bit of each one. Uh, but I do have moments where, you know, my week has been, you know, for the most speaking, been pretty decent. Now, we all know, you know, my brothers and sisters, you can relate to this. The longer you keep living, the more things you're going to experience. Okay. And, you know, those things can be proportioned out to be, you know, good, not so good, and then bad. But, you know, depending on how things roll around and how things come to you and what you're doing in your life, your mindset, your mindset, now hear me now, your mindset. And that of your spirit will determine on whether this is good, not so good, or bad. And, and, and let me explain what I mean by that. You have the ability and you have the power and authority over that power. Now, this is a part of your free will. The power of free will. Okay, You within yourself have control over whether or not your day is good not so good or bad in each and every situation that come forth you yourself have control over whether or not it's good not so good or bad now let me further explain it's a mindset thing okay and it's all about how you allow your mind to be set in that of the spirit of god okay now We've had things happen. We all dealt with some stuff and, you know, and we, we've just flown off the handle. We just, you know, we like, man, I can't believe this. Oh, you know, so-and-so and so bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But listen, we all have passed that point. We're no longer bleep, bleep, bleeping no more. And we're no longer, you know, bloop, bloop, bloop. And eek, 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 you know, uh, you fill in the blanks. You know where I'm, where I'm going with that. But the bottom line, what I'm saying, we're no longer using those words. We're no longer allowing our vocabulary to be of that of, how can I say it, high-tempered and unholy, unrighteous, structured language. <laughs> uh, because we're no longer, the bottom line, let me just put it to you straight out. We all adults here. We're no longer using that profanity. Okay, now I'm sure we all have had moments where we might have slipped, and, and you know, and then you have people say, "Oh no, it wasn't no slip. You meant to say that. You wanted to say that like that. You wanted to, you wanted to to go off in that way." 
Well, we lose control. Now, let me get back to what I'm saying and what I said about what you have the, the authority and control over whether or not your day is good, not so good or bad. We will get caught up, and it's mostly our flesh that gets caught up in the situations that we face each and every day. And in that moment of getting caught up, if we're not allowing the spirit to continue to have governance, guess what happens? The flesh will take the rein, and the flesh will begin to speak, the flesh will begin to act out, and the flesh will just go with what it's used to going with. Okay, and when you do that, oh, when you do that, thank you, Holy Spirit, your mindset is no longer in that of discerning of the spirit. Your mindset is in that of discerning of the flesh. And you, you, you don't see things. You don't see things, uh, how to say, pre, pre-act. Pre-act, and what I mean by pre-act, meaning that you 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 you're not since you're not flowing in that of discerning the spirit, you don't see it before it happens. <laughs> you don't see it before before you enact, before you engage. See, when you flow in the spirit, you can sense things before you begin to engage. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You you see somebody coming, and you will sense from them <laughs> some things that are that are put your spirit on alert and set your mindset. You get what I'm saying? Set the tone, set the thoughts, set set the perception in that of your mind, and and and, and so your spirit will address will begin to address accordingly what it senses coming towards you. Now, when you're not doing that, when you when you're discerning in the flesh, what happens is that you are discerning with that what you see with your carnal eyes. So, which means that you can only be able to see what is presented before you. You're not going to see what that mindset of that person is. You're not going to feel the energy of that person. You're not going to feel the negativity that a person is bringing. But your spirit does. <laughs> Come on now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, see, that's why some of the times, some of us, you, you wonder how some people could be so calm in the midst of chaos. You wonder why some people can just sit there and look at you when there's so much drama going around and they're looking at you like they not they unbothered. Come on, people. Think about it. It's the Spirit. It's the presence of the Spirit of God and your Spirit connecting and you allow. It's the peace of the Lord. Listen to me now. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Let me slow down. Let me slow down so you can catch this and I don't get overexcited. Heck, See, when you... When you allow the spirit to govern, the spirit will perceive many things that the flesh cannot. The spirit will foresee and foretell things that the flesh cannot. And the spirit will sense things coming before the flesh even has a moment to even know, uh, even be aware, and sometimes never be aware. You see, because the flesh is already engaged. You know, the, the flesh... The flesh sees and then it automatically gets ready to engage. The spirit senses far off. <laughs> far off the sense, the spirit senses. You feel what I'm saying? And the spirit does not just sense what the flesh sees. The spirit senses what the flesh does not see. And so the spirit 
will set the tone, will set the mindset, will, will, will set the flow, will set the thoughts of your mind and prepare you to be able to engage what the spirit is sensing, to engage what your flesh is seeing. Because see, your flesh is ready to engage in a fleshly manner, but the spirit is ready to engage in that of spiritual warfare. Oh, come on now. Yes, I said it. Spiritual warfare. And you're like, well, wait a minute, hold on. Everything can't be spiritual warfare. Listen to me now. Listen to me now. Listen to me now. Listen to me now. Anything that is unlike God, that is not of God, is against God. Therefore, when you are confronted with it, it's a warfare matter. <laughs> Let me say that again, because I believe I, I believe I might have lost somebody in the, in the transition. Anything or anyone that is not with God is against God. Now, let me say that again. Anyone, anything that is not with God or for God is against God. Therefore, when you engage it or when you come in contact with it, you are coming into a warfare matter. Situation, presence, occurrence, whatever you want to call it. Because this is the thing. Whatever it is that's not with or for God is for the devil. And it will try to bring forth what it is, that's the devil, unto you. But you are with God, for God. God is in you, you are in God. You are in the Father, the Father is in you, the Lord is in you. You, you, you get it. Okay, so you are withstanding, you steadfast, you're holding in truth and all things of faithfulness and that of God. Guess what? Your spirit senses this negativity, this unholy spirit, this negative energy coming to you. It prepares. And it knows what to allow to flow to your mind in thoughts. So that you could begin to prepare your body, your body, your flesh to respond when you engage. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man, this is good. This is good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen now. So when you come across somebody and they're a little bit kind of standoffish. Uh, 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 they, 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 they are quick with you. Listen, don't take it the wrong way. And, and, and in some occasions, it's not even your fault. It's not your, you know, it's not you specifically. And what I mean, not you, it's not your flesh. But there's something about you or something that has attached itself unto you. There's something that has become a presence with your presence has become mixed with you, that's given off an aura, that's given off a vibe. And the person that you are approaching, or persons, their spirit has sensed this, picked up on it, and, 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 and instructed the mind, along with the rest of the body of the flesh, to respond accordingly.
oh my God, this is good. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you. So you wonder why people act kind of stand off. It's not always because they're stuck up. You're like, oh, they're so stuck up. They're so bougie. They're so this. They, oh, they're so full of themselves. Da, 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 da. Well, you ever thought that maybe it might be because their spirit sensed something about you that is telling them to be aware, to prepare themselves, to get ready, to engage in possible spiritual warfare. Now, it's the same thing. Let me, let me give you this right here. Let me give you this example. Let me break it down a little bit further for you. It's the same way as if when you come into an area you know has been labeled a not so good area. You're driving in your car and you got to go through this area or you got to go to this area for whatever reason. You know, that's that's part of your errand for the day. You got to go get something. You got to go talk to somebody. You got to go drop something off or whatever it is that you got to go do. But it's in that area or you got to go through that area. And you know this area to be a not so good area. What do you do in your way of going towards that area? You automatically prepare yourself in that of your thoughts and your flesh. You Sometimes you might tense up, tense up. You know, you feel your, your body tension up. You know, as you're driving, you feel your mindset going, your mind going, thinking of things. You know what I'm saying? And see, you've already thought of an escape route just in case you need to, you know, exit left. Because of something take, you know, take place, something go down. Your spirit. See, when you come in contact, when you're about to come in contact with someone or someone's or something. That is not of God. That could be a possible situation that would lead to being a spiritual warfare matter. The spirit will allow. The spirit will allow a communication between the flesh and the spirit. Letting you know that, you know, preparing you thoughts in your mind, getting your body ready. And you will start moving in, in, in accordance. Now. Because, see, the, the, the spirit now, those who are submitted in the flesh, are submitted to what? The spirit. And the spirit is what? Governed over the flesh. So if the spirit is governed over the flesh, whatever the spirit speaketh, the flesh does. You do it according to that in the spirit, right? Not in the flesh. So if the spirit is sensing something that is not of God, then the spirit will, will make it aware, make it known unto the flesh, and the flesh will perceive it and begin to respond and act accordingly. Because now, listen to this, it is on a submittance unto the spirit. It is governed. Well, now, so think of it like this right here. If you are not allowing yourself to be governed by the spirit, if you have not allowed your, your flesh to come under submittance, then you will not get that perception that the Spirit gets. And and, and, and I know some are going to say, well, you know, still, doesn't the Spirit communicate with the flesh? It doesn't this and that and that. I say, the Spirit is going to let you be aware. But this is what, if you're not totally submitted 
the flesh is not going to pay attention to it. Just like when you commit that sin and you know and you get that thought in your mind and you know something is telling you like, no, don't do that. You know that's not right. That's your spirit trying to communicate to you. But you go and do it anyway. That's your, that's your flesh misbehaving, being disobedient and taking it upon itself to just do it. Okay, so it, it, it can happen in this situation too. You know, the, the, the spirit can, you know, you can be sensing something and you'll be like, man, for some reason, I'm something don't seem right. I don't know what it is, man, but I'm getting a real, I'm getting a weird feeling all of a sudden. That's your spirit trying to make you aware something is not right. And see, if you were to allow yourself to be completely in that of the spirit and being governed by the spirit, you will get that spiritual discerning and it will even tell you what's going on. But of course, like I said, you know, sometimes we, you know, we get a disobedience and, 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 you know, we get our own little mindset and we, you know, and we go to feeling ourselves. We go to getting in our feelings. My brothers and sisters, that's not where you want to be. You don't want to be in your, your fleshly feelings. You don't. Because you're going to miss some things that could be crucial to your existence, crucial to your survival, crucial to you continuing to breathe. So let me say this to you. Be attentive to what you sense. And heed it accordingly. If, you, if you're going somewhere and you, you're starting to feel kind of weary about it, something just ain't seeming right, then stop where you're going. Unless where you're going is a matter of life and death, stop. Turn around, go back, leave that area, whatever. You know, if you're going there because it's a matter of life and death, it's a family, don't go by yourself. Okay? Uh, be prepared. Prepare yourself. Amen. Uh, 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 stay attentive, aware. Okay, uh, and it's not just with in, in situations like that. It can be. It can be. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. It can be in moments of just being aware of something that the Spirit senses that you need to be reading. Okay, you can be sitting and and you know going over a book or going through a newspaper. You can be sitting looking at something online, and and the spirit can sense something about what you're reading, and it it make an awareness. You're like, hey, okay, you need to read that, and you probably was going to just skim right over it, but the spirit is telling you like, no, read it, pay attention to it, and then when you start reading, it, all of a sudden. It's like the spirit's telling you to pay attention to a particular part of it, and you you begin to read, and you're like, wow. Well, see, it was meant for you to read that. It was meant for you to be attentive to that. It was meant for you to take that in 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 in, in, in perception and 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 be able to discern it so that you can work with it. And this is why I tell people to have an open mind and open heart because if you are sitting there with yourself all balled up, heart hardened, mind closed, what are you going to receive? not going to receive anything not going to be discerning of anything not going to perceive nothing i perceive i perceive i perceive i'm sitting here like a ball like a like a like like an embryo in 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 the mother's womb i'm all closed up 
not allow anything to come to me, not allow myself to be receivers of anything. You can't do that, my brothers and sisters. You got to be open and receive it, amen? You got to receive. Now, in today, you know, uh, the message for today is about rejoicing. It's about uh, listening to uh, the final words. You know, it's about listening to the final words of, uh, uh, of encouragement, of exhortations. You know, getting, getting everyone ready to... to give praise getting everyone ready to understand that no matter what goes on in life you know uh take a breath you know take a step back and take a breath and and continue to be rejoiceful continue to give praise continue to worship regardless of what's going on in your life regardless of what you know has just happened look for the blessfulness look for the goodness look for the worthiness anything that is worthy to give praise anything that's worthy to be happy about anything that's worthy to speak highly of seek it and hold on to it and speak it and be in rejoicefulness for it. So as we go into the message for today, I want everybody to just really like, seriously, if you have not received this message thus far with an open mind, open heart, I ask you, I ask you, my brothers and sisters, allow your heart to be softened. Do not come, do not come and receive of this message with a hardened heart. Do not allow your mind to be closed because you're going to totally miss it. You're going to totally miss it. We are living in some times where we cannot afford to allow anything to go unnoticed by us. And then also at the same time, we must be mindful not to allow ourselves to get caught up in the wrong thing. So that means that we must be more attentive than ever. We must scrutinize things more than ever. And when I say scrutinize, I'm talking about in that of the spirit. We must truly allow the spirit to truly scrutinize. We must allow the spirit to really truly guide us. Because if we continue to go by that of the flesh, we continue to go by the seat of this world. Be not transformed. But be renewed in that of your mind. Don't allow yourself to get caught up with this world and be transformed and be caught up and you know molded and 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 and, 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 and become a product of this world. No. Renew allow a renewance. A renewance. And be renewed in your mind. My brothers and sisters, I'm at a time right now, I'm at a point right now where seriousness, seriousness is not normal anymore for me. And what I mean by that is that what I consider to be serious is not serious to me anymore. It's, it's beyond serious. You know, we look at things like, you know, now with things that have, that have taken place with the COVID. And, you know, everybody say, oh, you know, well, things will be just slowly getting back to normal. No, they will never get back to normal. Things will never get back to the way they were before 2020. Will never. You know, businesses can open back up. More businesses can come and open up. People can get more jobs. More money can be available. But it will never get back to that way 
that it was beforehand. Because there's going to always be some offsetness about it. People moving forth are going to be different. People are going to be more aware and, 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 and attentive. Businesses are going to do things differently. Now, yeah, there's going to be some that's going to try to continue to go on with the same old norm. But they will quickly find out that, oh, we can't, I can't do that no more. And what's going to happen is they're going to get lost and they're going to get, they're going to get, they're going to get behind. They're going to get left behind. We're moving forth, my brothers and sisters, and, 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 and please wake up. I talked to people in the past about the technical age. Well, if you haven't paid any attention, we've already been in the technical age for some years now. It just hasn't been full-blown scale here in this country because of, well, this country. But we've been in the technical age for a while now. And we're beginning to get more and more into the technical age. Pay attention. Things that you see in the movies, they're not just props anymore. Trust me, it's real. Okay, we have gotten so caught up on looking at things as fictional, looking at things as not being real because oh, it's a movie, and we've been told that oh, it was just movie, it was just it was just graphics, it was just effects. It's not real unless they put it oh, this is based off a true story, and then even then, you still kind of like nah, that didn't happen. But I'm telling you right now, my brothers and sisters, you better be you better wake up. Please wake up. There's a lot of transitioning going on right now. And if you're not woke to pay attention to what is being transitioned and who, what, why is behind it, and when and where this transitioning is taking place, you're gonna miss it. And that could be detrimental to your health, to your survival, to your life, and to that of your lineage. So, I'm saying to you right now, as I just said earlier, allow yourself to be governed by the Spirit. See, people think that being submissive in the flesh, it has to do with just sins. It, it's more to it than that. It's more to it than... Uh, you sleeping with somebody that's not your wife. It's more to it than you watching porno. It's more to it than you looking at a female that you shouldn't look at a female in a certain way. It's more to it than that. Coming on submit this in your flesh. It's more to it than that, my brothers and sisters. Wake up. Because there's more to it. I know that might be all you hear in, in the Sunday school classes. That might be all you hear in the sermons taught on Sunday mornings and, and on Wednesday nights. You know, you're doing Bible study, but the Bible study doesn't go into the... You know, in, 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 in such degree, it's talking about sin in the flesh. But it's not talking about the serious nature of strength and knowledge and authority that you have in your spirit. And the spirit, man. And it's not really talking so much about that being submitted in your flesh is more than just being lustful. Bringing your lustful nature under control. It's truly more than that. 
more than that. Thank you, Jesus. Excuse me. We 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 are we're stuck on that because that's all we have been given. Not too many pastors will teach on anything beyond that because they're afraid to lose the congregation. Or they're afraid to have an uproar in that of the council and that of the body of the government over them and that ministry. But let me explain something to you. That ain't going to continue that way. Because some some of us that are that, that have been called to bring forth God's word, to be teachers unto that of his people, unto the congregation that he has put under you, and, and the ministerial territory that he has given you, you're gonna have to go ahead and do what you were called to do. And you're gonna have to go ahead and begin to speak on everything. Everything. Not just, you know, these little things that, you know. Everybody of the, uh, uh, the, the, the pastor down the road is speaking on or the pastor on the other country is speaking on. No, you're going to have to begin to speak on the things that are truly meant to be spoken on. Now, I'm not saying that there's no power. You know, hey, I don't know who they are. I don't. But just think about it. Just think about it. Not everything has been taught on about the Bible. There's a message that'll come forth about sins in the flesh, and then just stay on the sins in the flesh, and you know and that and that and that, and that Jesus, you know, uh, saved us, you know, by, by sacrificing Himself, you know, and, and and then you know we keep talking, we hear the same 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 thing. But my brothers and my sisters, listen to me now. There's more to it than that. There's more to you being humbled in your flesh, being meek in your flesh, being coming on the submissiveness of the spirit in your flesh. There's more to it than just so that you can withdraw from lustful nature. And see, you'll listen to some people preaching and you, you would think that that's the only reason why they're trying to get you to do that. But listen to me, there's more to it than that. There's way more to it than that. You coming to a point where you're submitted in your flesh, where you, su you, you submit yourself in your flesh, is more than just so that you can stay away from the lustful nature, lustful things, lustful thoughts, lustful deeds. It's more than that. It goes deeper than that. And you say, well, bro, Tim, how deep does it go then? What is, what, what is it? I said earlier, and I talked about how the spirit discerns and how the spirit senses things before term, pre-action, pre-contact, pre-engaged. So see, the spirit senses things before you engage someone, before you encounter someone, the spirit can sense things about that person. You can be in a room and, and, and somebody walk in 
And before that person comes near you or before that person comes to greet you, your spirit has already sensed that person coming. Your spirit has already known that person's coming through the door. And your spirit has sensed something and you and you sense you you think about it, think about it. Cause you've had moments where all of a sudden you start feeling a certain way. You're like, why am I you know, you start because your spirit is alerting you that hey. Something just came in, in something just came within our presence. Now, see, you got a real. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you got me going today. You got me going. Now, see, you got to realize that the spirit. Thank you. The presence of the spirit is more than just right where you're standing. See, you can sense this. In the spirit, you can sense things afar and when I say afar I'm talking about far away from you you can sense things all the way in another room and outside of a building okay so when I say when I when I'm saying that the present in, in the presence of the spirit that's what I mean is that you say well that person hasn't come close up on me how no you have to understand that the spirit you, you know it's a spirit being a spirit being can sense things beyond that what flesh can sense, and farther in a bigger in in, in in a more wider perimeter, in a more wider space. You see, you and your flesh, you can only you're only gonna perceive what your eyes see. Now, it's not that you don't have senses; you do have senses, but you know senses are not as powerful as that of the spirit. So you're not gonna you're gonna pick up some stuff, but only within a range that that flesh has. But anyway, you could be in the building, and your spirit will send someone outside of the building about to come in the building. And when that person steps in the building, then you will all of a sudden begin to feel something like, wait a minute. Something just happened. But you don't know what just happened. You just know something just happened. And what that something that just happened was is that that person that the spirit sensed outside the building just stepped in the building. And that's what just happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Some of y'all thinking right now. Mm, have I ever had an encounter? You've had many encounters. Think about it now. That, that, let, let, let me say this right here before I continue on. I'm not a I'm not I'm not a professional in any of this right here that I'm talking about. I'm speaking to you what is on my heart. I'm speaking to you what's coming to me. And I'm speaking it to you. Listen to me when I speak it to you though. So you can perceive it. As you as you need to receive it, and then you can be in discerning spirit with it, and do and, and and do with it what you need to do with it. And the bottom line is really what I'm trying to get to right now, my brothers and sisters, and get you to see and get you to to, to really be uh, to take from this is stay woke, be attentive, be mindful, be aware. 
really allow yourself to truly be governed by the spirit so that you can really be perceiving some things that your flesh cannot. And trust me, because there's things that are going on right now that as a person, as a fleshly being on this world, you're not going to know because you're only going to you're only perceiving by what you see, what you hear. You hear me? What you see with your carnal eyes, what you hear with your ears. Okay? And what you and what you can feel. But your senses pick up certain things. Your spirit truly picks up. Because a lot of what's taking place is taking place in that of the spirit realm. And and so your spirit is picking up on a lot. And your spirit knows what's about to happen. Knows when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. It knows what is causing it to happen. And when you start getting these these urges, when you start getting these these senses, these feelings, and you're like, man, something just ain't feeling right all of a sudden. What's going on? What I'm suggesting to you that you do is pray for clarity. To have an understanding of what it is that you're sensing. Ask God to show you. So, because if you're not, if you if you haven't picked up on it, ask God to show you. Ask God to to help you to have a discerning and to visually see, to be able to perceive what it is that you're sensing that's got you rubbed the wrong way or that's got you like unease. And watch God don't reveal that for you. Watch Him reveal it for you. And but I'm a, I'm gonna warn you now. I'm gonna warn you. Be ready for it. Because when God revealed things unto people that ask, he reveals. And he doesn't hold back. So, I, I'm going to warn you. Be, be, be ready. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. You know, so in, in, in asking, also asking God, let me be able to handle what you, what you, what you reveal to me. Let me be able to handle what you reveal to me. Let me be able to endure it. And let me be able to, 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 to also heed it. Have an understanding of it. And then heed it. And heed it just basically mean be aware of it. Act accordingly to it. And follow through on it. That's what heeding means. It's basically heed what's coming to you and say, oh, dang. Okay, that's what I need. Okay, let me go ahead and do that. I'm really praying right now, my brothers and sisters, that we all can um, really do what we need to do to become focused more than ever on what has been given unto us, what's been laid on our hearts to do for the kingdom of God. I know that there's a lot going on, you know, and that God is centered in a lot of he say, she say, she say, you know, type of conversations. And I know Jesus, you know, the name Jesus has come up so much, you know, and people, you know, have talked about this and talked about that. But I'm here to tell you, hold true to that what you believe in your heart. Hold true to it. Don't let anyone or anything sway you from it because that's what's going on right now. They're trying to sway people from their beliefs. And they're trying to do anything possible and use anything possible or use anyone possible to do that, to accomplish that. 
So that's why I say no matter what you see come, no matter what you hear, no matter what you become a part of or what tries to become a part of you or pull you in to become a part of it, do not let it sway you in your beliefs. Hold steadfast in your heart on what you believe and allow your mind to be governed by the spirit, not by your flesh. Because if you do, you're going to give in to what they are trying to push on you. Heavenly Father, I am very thankful for your blessings and your guidance, your nourishing of that of your knowledge unto me. I am also thankful, Father, that you see me worthy to bring forth your word unto your people. And not just an encouragement, Father God, but motivating, refueling through that of the strength of Christ. Knowledgeable wisdom. And within all that is a warning. To the things to come. The things that are at hand. And the things yet to come. In this word of introduction today. You're giving me some things to speak. And I have spoken them. And I pray that my brothers and sisters in Christ. Are listening. And listening very closely. That they can perceive. That they may receive. And in discerning the spirit that they will be able to carry you out on these things that have been spoken. Not everybody will catch it. Not everybody will have a true understanding because they choose not to. Because they're closed-minded and their hearts are, are hardened. And I pray for all minds to be open now. I pray for all hearts to become up receiving humbleness and blessedness in that of the Lord to be unhardened to be soaking of knowledge to be soaking up of love to display humbleness and meekness to display humility concern compassion Heavenly Father I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ because I understand what it is to suffer. Because I'm suffering through some things myself. And I know from that of your word, Father, that we're all suffering. We're all enduring. We're all going through. But we're not alone. We take that understanding that we're not alone in that in our suffering. But not only that, but our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus once suffered. And now he has been rewarded and he sits in the right hand with all power in his hand. We know that there's a reward waiting for us at the end of this journey. We know that there's crowns that will be rewarded into us and placed upon us. We know, Father. And I pray for my brothers and sisters not to lose sight of that. Not to lose sight of their reward. Not to lose sight of the blessfulness and the joyfulness that will come. Once we have endured a little while. Once we have sown and in that of tears. We will weep with songs of joy. We will weep. But we will reap the harvest of joyfulness. 
Heavenly Father, I am thankful for all that has been given unto me and in and, and my years of life. I'm thankful for what I've been able to do and what I've been able to experience and the places I've gone and, and the people that I've met. And I'm excited to, to see who else I will meet in the different places I will go and the different things that I will do. I know what's laid on my heart to do. And I thank you, Father God, that you have placed people in my life to help me not to become overwhelmed from the many visions that have been shown to me and the many things that have been revealed unto me. But that I can be patient and, 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 and work on what I need to work on when it is needed to be worked on. Focus on what I need to focus on when I should be focusing on it. And not allow myself to go astray, not allow myself to be deterred and, and led astray by the things that are going on in this world. And Heavenly Father, I thank you for your blessedness. I thank you for your humbleness, O oh Father God, and that of your patience. Because I have wandered around aimlessly sometimes, stagnant, stupid, and standing in one place. I have stayed a moment of two in that of the town of Stagnantville. I have taken up a night or two. I have laid and almost made it my home. But I thank you for your motivation. I thank you for the push of love that you've given unto me. I thank you for the remembrance of my assignment. And I pray that my brothers and sisters will have a remembrance moment of their own. And that they will have and receive that same motivational push that I received. And they will feel that 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 refreshing, refueling that I received. And that they will begin to be rejoiceful. That they will begin to, to listen to those final words of exhortation. And they will begin to rejoice and they will begin to sing out loud. They will begin to give praise and worship unto you. Even in the midst of their troubles. I pray that they will find happiness and that they will find blessedness. They will find positiveness in the midst of all the negativity. The uncertainness, the confusion. And that it will begin to embrace these things. And rejoice unto the Lord. Rejoice unto the Lord, I say. And I say again, rejoice. Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing my brothers and sisters. That they will begin to come up out of the mindset of this world. And that it will release themselves from being transformed. But renewed in their minds, oh Father God. And begin to walk and carry out what is laid upon their hearts. They will be woke and they will stay woke. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your blessings. Oh, Father God, I thank you for your, your acknowledgement. Oh, Father God, and to others who have been commanded to bring forth your word. I thank you for your blessings upon their lives and the lives of their family. That every need is met and they have no light. I thank you, Father God, there is no concern of any worryation, oh, Father God, of confusion in their lives. And the blessedness, oh, Father God, that they are accomplishing by the name of Jesus. Amen. Final exhortations. Let there be rejoicing 
in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is evident, if anything is exceeding, if anything <laughs> or is a praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Now, my brothers and sisters, I, I, I kind of paraphrase a little bit of that because I, I, I was hoping that to just get you to understand that whatever's going on, just embrace the goodness of it. You know, look for the goodness. You know, and I've said this so many times, but I've said it in a different way. I've said it like this. I've said that be attentive because your blessings is in the midst of the storm. Every storm, everything that you go through that seems like an issue, a life issue, a dramatized situation, there's a blessing in the midst of that. And that's basically what this word right here is saying. That's basically what Philippians is telling us. Okay? It's telling us to, to, it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, okay, excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. So that's basically what, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. That's basically what it's telling us to do. In the midst of the things that are going wrong, in the midst of the unworthy things, in the midst of what people are trying to do wrong to you, in the midst of what someone did do wrong to you, in the midst of this major storm over your life, it's telling us, it's telling us, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. If anything is noble, if anything is true, if anything is pure, if anything is lovely, whatever is admirable, look for anything that's blissful and focus yourself on that. That's what it's trying to tell you. It says here, it says, think about such things. That's basically telling you if you see anything that is admirable, if you see anything that's holy, if you see anything that's blessed, if you see anything that's positive, it says, think about such things. It could be total hell breaking loose. But if you see one thing, 
that catches your attention, you be like, wow. Now that right there, that brings joy to me. If that brings joy to you, then focus on that thing. And be exceedingly happy and rejoiceful in the Lord. And it says after that, it says, think about such things. It says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. See, yeah, Philip. Yes, yes, yes. See, Philippians, you know, is trying to tell us. That all we got to do is just stay focused in, in the Lord. That's all we got to do. And the word even tells us, says, The Lord will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on him. So, and this right here is basically saying the same thing. It's just saying it in a different way. It's breaking it down for us and letting us know that, hey, we get it. That, you know, everything you look upon ain't going to be blessful. Everything you look upon ain't going to be holy. Everything you look upon ain't going to make you happy. Everything you look upon ain't going to cause you to rejoice. So it's saying that whatever you see, whatever. Now, let me clarify a little bit for you now. <laughs> it's got to be holy now. Okay. We ain't talking about no unholy acts. Okay, we're talking about things that are worthy. It's, it's giving you a little bit of guidance right here when it says right here. It's giving you a little guidance on what things that, you know, would be considered to be worthy for you to rejoice and be happy on. It's giving you a little bit of guidance. It says whatever is noble, whatever is right. I mean, no, nothing wrong, no wrongs. Whatever is pure. See, that's why I was going back when I said you can't be no, no, no lustfulness, no you know, no unholiness and that pure. It's telling you right there, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, can be no hatred acts. Whatever is admirable. <laughs> Who thank you, thank you, thank you. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. My brothers and sisters, we are all dealing with some life issues. And I bet you right now that any one of you can sit and say, yeah, I see this taking place or I see that taking place. And I'm not going to lie, it did brought some, some heaviness upon my heart. It did cause me to, to feel some, some kind of way. It did this, that, that, and that, and so on, so on, so on, so on. Well, I'm here to tell you right now, in the midst of these things that you see that are negative, find the blessedness in it. Find the blessedness in it. It's there. Find the blessings in it. It's there. In the midst of whatever the storm may be, find the blessings in it. It's there. You hear me? God is, has always put a provisional blessing in the midst of any situation. You just got to just look. You just got to just look. And that's what the word is telling us. The word is saying anything that is noble anything that is pure if it's true it means if it's of truth and it's not wicked and evil and distraught and deceiving and conniving think on that look upon those things 
And that's what the word is telling us, my brothers and sisters. It's, this is, is, is a moment of edification. This is a moment of bringing forth encouragement. This is a moment to lift everyone up. This is a moment to tell everyone, hey, listen, this is, you know, if you want to be happy, if you want to rejoice, look upon these things. Look for these things. It's giving you a guideline. And whatever you look upon, if, it's, if it kind of meets these guidelines, then consider those things. Consider those things. Think about such things. I tell you, honestly, it's not all. It's not easy because we, we you know, some of us, if not all of us, we we constantly have something going on in our lives. We're constantly dealing with some things that we we wish we weren't dealing with. We're constantly having some things brought to our attention that we kind of wish that they would go somewhere else, that it would be given to someone else, that they will be brought to someone else's attention, and. Because we're dealing with things. We got baggage, people. And we're trying to unload that baggage. We're trying to get rid of that baggage because it's a type of baggage that we don't want. It's a negative baggage. The energy is is, is corrupt. We don't want that kind of energy. You know, we want good energy. We want wholesome energy. We want pure energy. We want holy energy. And we're trying to get rid of the baggage that is negative energy. And take hold of the baggage that is blissful. And see, we want luggage that is producing in us fruitful outcome. We don't want baggage, by God, that's weighing us down and producing in us the negativity vibe of stress, worration, frustration, and depression. My brothers and my sisters, listen to this word. And if you're not doing it, I want you to begin to put your minds and let your minds be stayed on the Lord because the Lord will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed upon him. He's attentive unto the righteous and he hears their cries. He, he sees, his eyes sees and his, his ears are attentive to their cries. So, my brothers and sisters, and you know, moments when you're not, you know, when things are not going well and you don't know what to do, and you cry to the Lord. He hears. He sees you, and he will hear your cry. We must not allow ourselves to get in a moment of thinking that, first of all, that we're alone because the word tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Okay, that's the first part. He will never leave us. The second part, so we can't sit there and we don't don't sit there and think that you're alone because he says that he will never leave us. The second part, don't think that my God, that you have nothing. Don't think that oh my God, everyone is doing you wrong. You say, well, everybody's done me wrong, and you know everybody's did this and that. You know, I don't have anything. The Lord, He a Musica, our God has said. Not only has he said that I will never leave thee, he said, I will never forsake thee. He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That means he said, I, I, look, I ain't finna leave your side. He said, but not only that, he said, I'm, I'm, not, finna, I'm not finna let you go, un, you know, I'm not finna let you go without, with, with, without something. I'm gonna make sure you have. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you go needing. I'm gonna fulfill your needs. 
You ain't got to worry about food, food. We got you. Clothes, we got you. Shelter, we got you. Peace of mind, the Lord got you, brothers and sisters. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That means that I ain't going nowhere. I'm right here. Forsake thee means I'm not going to put you out there in a situation that I am not there with you. If I put you somewhere or allow you to go somewhere, it's because I know that you can handle it and I'm right there. You're not forsaken. And that's where we must begin to start having faith in ourselves. See, we get scared thinking that, oh, you know, I don't want to rely too much on myself because then God, you know, God will take his hands off me if I rely too much on myself to do everything. That's not 100% true. Because in the process, my God. In the blessings of that a process, you know, you hear people say, well, trust the process, trust the process. Well, in that trusting the process, there's a portion that you yourself need to be doing. And you know what that is because God has showed it to you. God has said it to you. And so you need to do that part. And then you trust the process. You trust the whole thing and you trust that I can do this. Because God said, I want you to go over here and inquire about this man here. This man is going to give you some instructions. I want you to take those instructions. Then you're going to go over to this man over here. And that man right there is going to tell you how to do. He's going to show you this right here. And then with those instructions, you're going to take that and do what he showed you. Then once you do that, you're going to go over here to this woman here. And this woman here is going to tell you what to do with what it was that you got from doing following those instructions over there. But see, God has a process. And you are to do something in that process. Your process may be to do nothing. That might be your part. Or your part might be to, you know, you got to submit some paperwork. Or you got to take a, a test. You got to answer some questions. Or you got to talk to somebody. You got to go through an interview. Whatever your part of that process is, my brothers and sisters, do it. And do it with joyfulness. Have faith and entrust in the process. Not just in the process that you allow that you allow them to be in the hands of that of God, but also entrust the part that you got to do, that you can do it. Because sometimes we'll get and we'll say, man, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do it. Trust me, I don't been there. I'm going to share something with you. In, in, in some ways, this aligns with what I'm saying here. Uh, I've talked about in the past, you know, I've had some car troubles here and there. The last couple of weeks here i've been dealing with uh an o2 sensor and i was trying to change it out but it, it, when i went to change it out it stripped on me so there's meaning the socket and anyone who's ever had to change out the o2 sensor you know that those sockets that they give you to do it them things ain't no dang good that you know they don't when you put it on they don't fit on the snugly they don't fit snugly and you know you may see in the store where they have that one little piece inside, that little rubber piece inside, and it seemed like when you fit it down over your O2 sensor, it fit nice and snug. But then when you go to buy one, you, that piece ain't never nowhere to be found. <laughs> and then when you go to rent the, the set, you can rent the set for about thirty bucks. Okay, you know you can. It's a loan or two. You can get you can loan you know get it loaned out to you for about thirty bucks. 
you use it. When you're done with it, you take it back, you get your money back. Now, those sets, you're not going to see that little piece that go inside that little socket that, you know, keeps it from moving around on that O2 sensor. You're not going to see that, but you see it in the store. And you say, oh, man, I ain't finna pay $20 for that piece right there. I'll just go ahead and pay the 30 bucks and get a whole kit, and I can take it, bring it back when I'm done and get my money back. That way I'm not, you know, because it's a tool. It's a tool that you're not going to use that much. You, the O2 sensor, you know, you change that thing out like, what, every 1,500, miles, something like that. Okay, um, so it's not a tool that you're really going to be using. But the point is this here. I had this O2 sensor. Tried to take it out and it stripped on me. Trying to take it out, everything I tried, it just got even more stripped down. I came across and heard about this extraction socket. That if you take it and tap it down over any boat that's stripped, it's got a head that's stripped, any any rust out to that won't move, anything like that. You just tap it down over that, get your socket wrench, or get you a wrench because it has two head types. You can use a socket wrench with a half inch drive, or you can use like an open end wrench or an adjustable wrench. It, it's it, you know the head on it set. And this thing I had got this sucker's heavy. This little socket is heavy. It's made of good high grade steel. I mean, this thing was perfect. And inside, if you look at it, the inside grooves on it, they kind of twist a little bit. And this is what was showed in the description. It says that as you turn in it, once you get it, you put it down over whatever it is that you're trying to extract. And you tap it down over there. And once you tap it down and got it on there nice and snug fit, then you take your wrench, whatever you're using, and you use it to pop. As you turn in it, each time you're turning, it digs into that script head. Digs into it. It does. So it, there's no way it's gonna it's gonna slip. It digs into it. Now, when I watched the video, this guy he suggested that you do two things. One, he said, spray use some lubricant, some loose lubricant. There's some stuff they call I forgot what it's called. Uh, I forgot the actual technical name for it, but it's, it's 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 a liquid that you spray and you try to spray it around where the threads are at, and it will eventually seep down around there and help unfreeze that, you know, a little bit better for you. But you can use that or use some WD-40. Everybody usually go for WD-40. WD-40 seems to be, you know, multi-use type thing, and it does work sometimes. Uh, but I didn't have the other, you know. Uh, liquids that they were talking about, I had a WD-40. And I wasn't finna go out and spend 6 $7 or $10 or whatever for a bottle of whatever. So I kept spraying the WD-40 on there, kept spraying the WD-40 on there. And I couldn't get it loose, so I waited on that socket to come in. When that socket was delivered to me, I kind of hesitated. Now, this is what I'm getting at right here. I hesitated. This is what we do, my brothers and sisters. I hesitated. I hesitated because, see, I didn't have faith in myself. It's not so much that I didn't have faith in the tool. Because I see what the tool can do. And I haven't come across any comments yet, any reviews that said it didn't work. I've had I've seen reviews where the, the people said it worked in one try. You turned it and it worked. And others said, "Oh, I had to knock knock it down on a little bit better, and then and then it worked." Or I had to spray some so and then it you know it was able to get it out. 
But I didn't come across interviews that said it didn't work. I came across one, but it wasn't for this particular tool. It was for something else. It was for a different method. So I'm like, okay, so my trust and my faith was not in the tool. The, you know, my, my trust was in the, in, in the tool and the, my faith was in the tool, but it was not in myself. And some of us, that's why we won't do our part of the process is because we are not entrusting that we can. We're not standing in faith in that of ourselves. See, we have total faith in that of God total faith in God but we don't have faith in ourselves to be able to do what is at hand for us to do our part of the process my brothers and sisters we must begin to entrust ourselves because see this is the thing God trusts you if God did not trust you and have faith in you he wouldn't assign you anything <laughs> come on people see this this that that thought came to me man that right there came to me one day I was just sitting thinking and I was like and it just boom if God thought you were untrustworthy, he would have not assigned you an assignment for his kingdom. So if God trusts you, if God assigned you an assignment, that means he trusts you. You're trustworthy. So why are you not trusting yourself? If God trusts you, why are you not trusting yourself? Why are you not seeing yourself as being worthy enough to be trusted? To be a faithful person towards that what you got to do. People of God, it's time that you stand up and take notice of your worth. And stand in faith of that which you know you can do. Because God has bestowed upon you what you need. To get the job done. But you keep standing in untrustfulness. And unfaithfulness in that of yourself. And you got to stop it. You're listening too much to the devil. And the devil is filling your mind with all kind of stuff. That's got you untrustworthy in yourself. That's got you, you know, not wanting to be faithful in yourself. That, oh, you know, I, I, I can't do that. Where's your faith? Oh, ye of little faith. Where is it? Come on now. So when I was looking to do that, I'm going to tell you, I procrastinated a few days because, and, and really the bottom line is I didn't have, I, you know, I, I said in my thoughts, I'm thinking, okay, what if something happened and that doesn't come out? Because see, what I had to do is I had to snip the head off that O2 sensor. And when I say snip the head off, it means there's a wire piece that comes off and a connector on the end. It's like four wires and it's a connector on the end that connects to another piece that connects it to the, uh, PCM, ECM, whatever you want to call it, the brain of the engine. And that's how it gets the signals back and forth, okay? I had to snap that, I had to snip that off, cut it off. And to cut those wires. And with this deep well socket extractor, I could put it down over those wires, but I had to fold the wires, which I did. I folded the wires and I put it down over there and I was able to tap it down on there. Okay, and so in my thoughts, I said, well, oh, my God, if this don't work, I'm screwed because I have no way to connect it back. But then I came up with a way to connect those four wires back. And so I said, well, if this doesn't take this out, 
then I can put it back. But then see what I didn't think about is that tool when you pop when you tap it down over that script nuthead, you ain't getting that off of there without doing some serious tapping and banging on that joker because it's locked on it. And so it's gonna get your boat out. And that it did. So, you know, I, I, I sprayed it first before I did let it sit for a while. Then I went ahead and did what I needed to do. Cut that, 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 that connector off of there and folded those wires down and put that scratch the socket on there. And I tapped it down a little bit. Checked to see if it was down. So it was barely down. Tapped it down a little bit more. And then to the point where my nail f barely did fit down up on it. I said, okay, that, that, that thing, that's going to be good enough. I got my socket. I got my uh my you know my uh ratchet wrench and I had to use a half inch extension and it needed to be a short one and I I was like man I don't, I don't have no half inch extension I don't have no half cuz I had three you know I had three 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 eighths and I was man I was looking I was looking through my toolbox and boom one just showed right there in my face I was like good thank you thank you I had six inch so I had a six inch you know extension bar we didn't use that you know and then I got my got my ratchet wrench and put it on there and before i went to pull on it i I'm, i look honest 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 i said a prayer i said lord bless thee to move this o2 sensor give me this thy strength bless me with your strength that i may loosen this because see that 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 tool did its job its job was to get down on and grip it so it was doing its job so now i had to have the force behind that wrench to pull it to pop it loose so i'm like oh lord bless of me with your strength that i may loosen this and let me tell you something brothers and sisters as soon as i went and put a force on it to pull it towards because i had to pull it towards me once I did that, and I have that. I didn't have that much room now. Didn't have that much space. This this O2 sensor is behind the engine, between the engine and the firewall. So anyone that knows about cars, side sitting engines, you know that there really ain't that much space. So when I went to pull, I mean it was this. I had three other people pulling with me. As soon as I pulled, I heard it say pop. I didn't even hardly pull that much. As soon as I pulled it, it said pop, and I felt it just turn with ease. So I took the wrench, I had to take the wrench off a little bit and then reposition it because, like I said, I had that much space. Reposition it, and then finally I was able to take my hand and put it on the extension bar and go ahead and take it loose. And I was just praising God. I was praising God. I was giving all kind of praise. I was giving all kind of praise. And I know that if anybody see me, they would have thought I done went crazy. But let me tell you something. When God delivers unto you what you have prayed for, it is truly a blessful thing. And it's also a blessful thing when you take faith in yourself to do what is at hand for you to do. Because, see, God is wanting us to have faith in ourselves and not just have faith in him, but have faith in ourselves that we can do what it is that we need to do through that of him. And see, you, we go around and we say that, oh, uh, we can do all things through that of the Lord Christ Jesus who strengthened us. But then we don't do anything. We 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 like, oh, I can't do that. Or oh, I can't. Well, but you just said just a minute ago. So if you're gonna speak it, then you gotta start doing it. 
And you got to stand in faith that you will be able to do it. Mm. I digress. Let me move on. Let me move on. Let me move on. I think y'all are getting it. Let me move on. Because I need to wrap this up. It's getting late. I need to wrap this up. It's getting late. It's getting late. Alright, my brothers and sisters, uh, that indication, you know, right right in the middle of when I was saying, hey, it's getting late, that indication, that notification is letting me know that is we're at that moment in the show where it's time to bring forth the spiritual food for thought. The spiritual food for thought for this week is, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Now, once again, this is a spiritual food for thought for this week. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Now, you, you think on that. You think on that. I've given you word, you know, where it says that whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whether, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So, now, our spiritual food for thought says unto us, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. So let that, let that plunder upon your mind. Let it sink in, let it marinate into that of your heart. And my brothers and sisters, let us be led by what this word of God is saying. Let it refuel us, let it, it energize us with that of encouragement and motivation so that we can move forward and let us allow ourselves to be perceived that we will receive the knowledgeable wisdom of God from this message. Amen. For further encouragement throughout the week, you can go over to Facebook. Uh, look for us there as Encouragement Daily Blog. Instagram, Encouragement Daily Blog. Twitter, Encouragement Daily Blog. And Timber is also Encouragement Daily Blog. Now, if you're wanting to listen to the podcast, you can catch us over there at Anchor. That's anchor.fm, and we're there as Encouragement Daily Podcast. Once again, that's anchor.fm, Encouragement Daily Podcast. If you would like to reach out to us, my brothers and sisters, you will be able to do so um, via email. And that email is encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com. That's encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com so if you would like to shoot me a message you want to shoot me an email you can do so via that email encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com and my brothers and sisters as I've said before please keep it keep it clear keep it wholesome keep it pure anything that is not that of God trust me I will delete, delete it and I will block you so I'm here to let you know right now you know you need to send me something. It needs to be holy. It needs to be pure. Okay. Um, if you're sending me any correspondence that needs my response uh, in a timely manner, please make sure you indicate that in your message that you need me to respond back within a certain time. Um, because it could take me 48 hours, sometimes 72 hours for me to respond. Um, if you send me something I have not responded to you, uh, you know, it's okay to send me a kindly reminder. 
hear me what I say, a kindly reminder of what it was that you needed me to respond to. And make sure that you indicate whether or not it's a timely manner. You know, give me a give me a date, give me a time of what you need me to respond by. And I will get back to you accordingly. Okay? Thank you very much. My brothers and sisters, here pretty soon, um, I'm going to have a platform set up for that if you would like to support uh, this podcast uh, or if you would like to support you know anything that I'm doing through that of Encouragement Daily, you will be able to do so via Cash App. Um, that Cash App handle has not been 100% uh, verified yet, but it's going to basically be Encouragement Daily. Um, so give it until the day is Wednesday. I will say by the weekend, it should be up and going. So if you would like to support the podcast or you would like to support anything that we're doing with it, whether it be the podcast, the daily devotionals, you will be able to do so through that of Cash App. Uh, and that Cash App handle is going to be Encouragement Daily. Okay? Encouragement Daily. Alright? Uh, now, but like I said, that has not been 100% verified. If anything changes, I will definitely let, you know, aware. So, but that's what it's going to be. Um, in fact, I'm 100% sure that that is going to be you know, that's going to be the handle. Um, but I'm hoping to have that up by the end of the week. Uh, you can go, uh, by the end of the week, I would say at least by the weekend, like by Saturday, Sunday at the latest, uh, if you go into our IG platform, you'll be able to see that I will put a notification up that verifying that that is our, uh, cash app handle. Um, so you will be able to see what the cash app handle is and it, it will be verifying what I just said. Uh, but right now that is going to be the cash app handle or what I'm, you know, we're putting in for it to be. I still have not received, you know, we still have not finalized everything. So, but that's what it's going to be. So I just want to let you know, if you're interested in supporting, uh, us here, you will be able to do so via cash app. And that cash out should be up and being able to be received of anything by the end of the week. Um, by the end of the week. And so look out on IG. Uh, you'll see a verification on IG saying, you know, and showing the cash out. And showing the cash out handle. Showing that it is up and running and ready to go. Okay. So thank you very much uh, for all that you have been doing. Your prayers are very much appreciated. I thank for all those who have been supportive. And bless one to this podcast and unto other parts of this ministry. I thank you very much for what you're doing and helping me get the encouraging word of God out to people uh, so that all may be edified and lifted up, motivated and refueled and have the knowledgeable wisdom of God instilled into their lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So thank you for your time. Uh, I pray that all things will continue to be well with you and that the rest of your day will be blessful. And the remainder of the week will be more so in that of the Lord. And until next time we come together in encouragement, fellowshipping, keep your heads up, don't give up, and if there be anything, anything, my brothers and sisters, that you can find that is truthful, noble, right, 
or pure. Think about such things. Amen. Oh, once again, I almost forgot. Philippians, this this week's message, or some or parts of this week's message is quoted from Philippians 4, 4 through 9 in the NIV. Once again, some or all parts of this week's message was quoted from Philippians 4, 4 through 9 in the NIV. Alrighty, my brothers and sisters, I am out of here. I will get with you guys in one week. Alrighty, love you. God bless you.